We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long. Uh, Bobby J taking some time off this week, and he'll return next week on Sports Talk. Uh, just want to tell everybody tomorrow we have a long show from 4 to 8, and at 4.30 we will have on James Shaq Harris. Um, Shaq, a tremendous football player at Grambling, goes uh, into the NFL, uh, was an executive in the National Football League, and now is part of the HBCU Bowl game. And he'll come on to talk to us about the NFL and also uh, about the uh, bowl game, which is Saturday uh, right here at, uh, at Yeoman Stadium. So we'll have Shaq Harris on tomorrow. We've had a number of people ask if we're going to get him on. And uh, Shaq and I finally connected uh, this afternoon. And uh, he'll be on with us at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. Charlie, uh, we saw Trey Morgan run the cycle. Go say this. Uh, man, single, double, triple, home run. Bang, yeah. bang, bang. Repping my uh, my alma mater pretty well, I think. Uh, so, uh, man, 15-4, to four, LSU again showed the explosiveness with the bats. And um, now leading up to Round Rock Tournament, right yeah. around the corner on, starting on Friday at 2 o'clock. Yeah, no, absolutely, with the weekend series. I, I, it's such a weird start time for a Friday game being at 2 o'clock. You know, like we had this past Friday, the game was at 3, which was moved up because of poor weather. But having the Kansas State game be at 2 o'clock, it kind of took me by surprise. But then you remember, it is a tournament. There are multiple teams there. So they'll play Kansas State, uh, Iowa, and Sam Houston State at Round Rock in Texas. So, you know, hopefully they come up with another weekend sweep, huh, Mike? Yeah, uh, we'll see how that rolls with it. And uh, the depth on on pitching, you can certainly see with this ball club this year that they didn't have last year. You can see Jay was just trying to find the right starting lineup and – using multiple pitchers and, you know, again, uh, getting a little bit more length of time pitching uh, with his pitchers also. So uh, that was certainly good news for, for LSU fans. And so far it's been as advertised for the LSU Fighting Tigers. We saw the first sort of round of cuts in the National Football League, and um, this won't be the last, but it was the first. Uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, Taylor Lewan, who's a really good player, Charlie, uh, um, you know, I, I do stuff still with the uh, Titans radio network. And, and Taylor, when he's been in the lineup, has been such a good player for him. It's just that, uh, well, once you start with injuries, you know, it, it seems to never end. And he, he just couldn't stay healthy for him, played at that critical left tackle position. And so he was cut loose. And Robert Woods, who was a guy that, um, and I, I watched a couple practices last year uh, for the Titans before, uh, they went into preseason, and it just looked like 
Robert's a great leader, uh, mentally tough guy, catches the ball so well, but he didn't quite have the quickness into and out of his cuts and breaks. He had that major knee surgery in November. Right. They spent a lot of money to bring him in going after one year, and you saw this year he played – but he wasn't the Robert Woods we had seen in the past who had been such a good football player, um, solid man across the board, great downfield blocker. And that was something I know in talking to Mike Rabel, Mike had brought up to me that, you know, Mike, one of the big reasons we brought him here, uh, you lose A.J. Brown, just not one guy can replace him. And we think with Traylon Burks, who they picked in round one, and along with Woods, they could have maybe helped there. But, uh, again, Woods was – didn't seem to be right yeah, uh, last Tennessee year. Had some of the worst production from wide receivers in the entire NFL last season. And I mean, you, you give up one of the best wide receivers in the NFL to Philadelphia, and he just shines with a thousand-yard season, over ten touchdowns, and AJ Brown is just doing his thing. And then you try and replace him with a first-round pick and Traylon Burks, and then Robert Woods. I think with the moves that the Titans made with Taylor Lewan and Robert Woods, it's kind of what you're saying. It's that injuries kind of derailed both of them yeah especially taylor uh because when he's played he has been a really good left tackle and his career is not over with he he wants to continue to play and a great run blocker who got much so much better as a pass protector throughout his years with the titans and so both of them out on the free agent market. They also cut their kicker, Randy Bullock, who was another veteran. Uh, they cut loose, so not only two, but actually three today. And so Titans making some moves. And it won't be the first, won't be the last Yeah. Uh, with, with teams now kind of maneuvering around. And, man, what about the news coming out? Diana Rossell, he broke that news that the Jets told Derek Carr, you come here and win a Super Bowl, you'll be a first ballot NFL Hall of Famer. Man, uh, I want to sell that mountaintop property you yeah. know, on the bayou to him if he believes that. Uh, I get it. You, you're trying to snowball. When you're doing this recruiting, you tell guys what you got to tell them. But, boy, were they really stretching it on that. It's, it's kind of like what Bobby was saying. He would be for sure like a local legend if, if he were to be able to bring a Super Bowl to the Jets for the first time since Joe Namath. But, I mean, first ballot pro football Hall of Famer. Mike, the guy's already spent nine years in the NFL, yeah. and he, he's not sniffing the hall. Yeah, so that, one Super Bowl, yeah, one Super Bowl ring. I mean, it's New York, but one Super Bowl ring with the Jets. Even if you were to do it, it'd be an incredible accomplishment. Don't get me wrong, but you can't just ignore the first nine years of his career, which have been pretty mediocre, like average, uh, but slightly above average. Let's 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 be nice here. He's stretching the rubber band with that, but I I'm get try, it. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying my best. But you can see now, and we talked about this last week. There is no doubt in my mind. That general manager Joe Douglas and Robert Sala would want Derek Carr. It's the owner, <laughs> but that the wants. guy that yep. signs the checks, um, you know, Woody Johnson has got involved in a lot of matters with the Jets, and more and more throughout the years. And he wants to tap the brake here to see what will happen with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. That that's his deal. 
That's his deal. He wants to get Aaron Rodgers uh, to go to the Jets. And then the so, GM and the coaches fall in line. Yes, sir. We'll take well, Come Aaron on. Rodgers. Ain't nobody going to argue with Woody. No, I absolutely mean, not. at this stage, I mean, he signs those checks, uh, you know, because you got a lot of people in this world tell you, oh, I tell my boss, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, how many times you have been unemployed? Uh, you might tell him something, but you say it nicely. But when he wants something, he normally it gets, gets done. it. Yeah, because it was Woody a few years back. And actually, Brett Favre uh, had made that comment. He was convinced that it was not the coaching staff with the Jets that wanted him. It was Woody Johnson. Woody wanted the shiny toy. That was Brett Favre. And I think he wants the shiny toy again in Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see how that works out. And David Carr, his brother on the NFL Network uh, during the weekend, uh, made the comment, this will not be a fast process. So I think he's going to try to wait this out and see what happens uh, with the Jets and competing Saints Jets so far. Uh, let's see if the Panthers get involved because that yep. was the big rumor before he went to New York that Carolina uh, had a lot of interest in him and he's supposedly a favorite of Frank Wright. It seems like a wild card team always kind of pops up. You, you know, like remember the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? It was Atlanta. It was New Orleans. It was, it was one of these two, couple teams – all of a sudden, Cleveland comes out of nowhere. No one was anticipating Cleveland to make that move, and they did it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see someone kind of enter the sweepstakes for Derek Carr kind of late. As you said, Carolina makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I remember we had Randy Mueller on. Uh, I think it was the Wednesday before the Friday signing. He was like, he told me this off the air. He said, Mike, if he signs with Cleveland, ain't no way. You know, if he has that choice of New Orleans or Atlanta or Cleveland, he's not going to Cleveland. Unless they really guarantee overpay, money, unless they really overpay him. What we didn't guess was they guaranteed everything, and then all of a sudden Deshaun Watson fell in love with Cleveland, Ohio, real quick. And his cap hit's going to be like fifty-four million for the next like three years. I, if they don't win anything, that that is going to be a major, major mistake. They've got everything riding. Oh yeah, riding in the pockets of of Deshaun Watson. Good we'll luck. be we'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detailia along with Charlie Long at 435. We'll have Ross Dellinger from SportsIllustrated.com and talking about some of the changes that are being proposed for college football, some controversial, especially the last two. The first yeah, with two, the timing, huh? uh, with the time part of it, trying to speed up the game, we'll have Ross kind of go through everything. I think the first two measures, that'll be passed pretty quickly. The fourth but, one is oh, really Oh, the fourth one, you're going to hear a lot of kick about. We'll get into it. That an incomplete pass will not stop the clock in college football. Uh, I think you're going to get a lot of pushback from that. Also, uh, yesterday it broke, uh, no surprise here, that Brian Kelly was uh, going to kick uh, Brian Polian, who's a trusted guy with him. He's known him for years, longtime guy at Notre Dame with him. He's now basically going to be the GM uh, yeah, of, of the LSU role. Tigers and be involved with the transfer portal, name, image, likeness, that sort of thing. I think you're seeing that more and more across college football as somebody sort of handling those duties. And the special teams coordinator position becomes open every week it seemed to be a cluster across the board of what exactly was going to go wrong on special teams. One thing with Brian Kelly, while he might have some loyalty to you, (laughs) man, if it messes up on the field, I'm not keeping you. You you, got to go. And so I think this was pretty obvious that Brian Polian was going to get kicked upstairs. And, again, he's he's in the ear of of Brian Kelly. Uh, He's got his ear about certain things, especially players and recruiting um, and I think Frank Wilson will have a, a even bigger say uh, when it comes down to recruiting. Frank knows the area extremely well, knows every high school coach they got around in Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi. So I do think that um, just a subtle move, but that special teams coordinator position, you just knew it after what you saw, especially the last game, uh, well, the SEC championship game, I should say, against Georgia, them not understanding the rules – <laughs> I mean, the, the, the writing was on the wall the, after the first game, Mike. That FSU, the performance in that opener in, in the Superdome by the special teams was probably the main reason they lost that game. Goodness. And so it had to be done. And so, again, no surprise, Brian Pullian being kicked up to basically a GM spot uh, at LSU, special teams coordinator position open. And, Charlie, I always think that when you make a move this late, you know exactly who you want. Yeah. Because this took a little while now uh, for it to happen. So you sort of believe that uh, Brian's got his guy. Yeah, there's a subsequent move in place. Yeah, real, real quick uh, for Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. Uh, We're going to take a break and come back with Ross Dellinger from SportsIllustrated.com right after this break here on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long, on our Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line from SI.com, Ross Dellinger. Ross, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, rule changes in college football are proposed rules changes. Charlie and I were talking about this. You know, the first three uh, prohibiting consecutive timeouts to sort of ice the kicker. Okay, I get it. Uh, no untimed down at the end of the first and third quarter. Okay, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, to me, no big deal. Clock runs after first downs except inside of two minutes and a half. Now, I think that one would, if they wanted to shorten the game, that one would do it. But that last one, clocks run on incompletions once ball is spotted. 
you're going to get a lot of no's on that, Ross. Uh, man, and these offensive coaches, because that's part of the strategy today. It is. It would, it would change. Uh, you talk to coaches about it. It would really change their strategy, and that's probably why you won't see it pass through uh, is because of the pushback uh, with uh, from coaches, but also because, you know, they're doing all of this shortening games t- for a lot of reasons, but, but one, it's to um, limit the head exposures and risk of injury of, of players. And if you do that, if you change that rule where the clock continues to run after an incompletion when the ball is spotted, then you think you'd have coaches react to that rule and try to make up the plays that they've lost by going even faster and more up-tempo than they already do. And, and that would negate the whole purpose of, uh, of the, <laughs> the change. Ross, I really enjoyed your article because you went into depth about the length of average length for the past five years and then compared it to the average length of an NFL game, which the average length of an NFL game is three hours, 10 minutes, according to your article, and then this past year for college football, three hours, 21 minutes. But the reason for that, as you went into detail about, is the amount of plays, and you were just talking about limiting head injuries and collisions and stuff like that. 25 more plays average in college football than the NFL is is kind of mind-boggling. So is that why they're really looking into these potential rule changes? The other thing, Ross, is those commercials, man, it seemed like an eternity uh, in college football in comparison to the NFL. And I don't know one thing. I do know college football. They know how to pass the collection plate. They don't know about taking money out, but they know about passing it. Well, I can I – can, uh, yeah, I can address both of those things. Well, first of all, I think there, there's kind of three reasons why they're looking at uh, shortening games. And, and one of them is, you know, the, the health and safety, you know, 25 more plays on average – uh, but but I think there's another reason, and that is just the fan experience in, in the attendance. Uh, you know, about one in every four NFL games goes over three and a half hours. And that's long to sit through. It's long to watch on TV. Uh, or a college football game goes over three and a half hours. And, and one of every four, basically. And I think so for fan experience. And then I think the third reason is probably just pace of play while they while they have some of these proposals. There's a lot of interruptions in, in college game, probably more than the NFL, especially reviews, which is why uh, maybe eventually we might see college take up a uh, coach's challenge type of review system on replays. Um, I don't know if that happens this year, but it might happen at some point. So those are kind of the three ways. Pace of play, it's head, health and safety, and it's just kind of the fan experience. Now, there's a fourth one that they don't talk about, which is sitting college games in that TV window, which yep. the normal TV window is around three and a half hours. So if you have one of every four or five games in college going over the three and a half hour mark, that's that's a problem. Now, your 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 point, Mike, about commercials, um, about TV commercials, they are long. They seem to to drag a game longer. Uh, I was surprised to hear, uh, and, I, and I need really more data on this because it's actually really hard to believe that a non-televised FBS game last year finished only two hours shorter, two hours earlier than a televised FBS game. Uh, that that's kind of head scratching, but we have to all remember all these FBS games do have media breaks. Um, 
So even the ones not televised do, does have media breaks. You go to D2 and D3, Mike, and you'll actually get games without those media breaks that last about two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I caught a couple of them to watch a specific player. One of them I watched was two hours, and eight, I actually wrote it down, two hours and 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, man, this this was really pretty well, but the commercials were limited, and it was real short, and I, maybe it was my imagination, almost like the halftime was short, to be honest with you. They were back on the field real quick with this. So um, I just think the first three proposals, Ross, I think have a pretty good chance to pass. But that final one about the incomplete pass, ain't no way in the world. Uh, there's no way this uh, college – world which is built on the passing game that coaches would not get into the ear of their athletic directors president whatever and say you know what <laughs> you taking that strategy away from us that's not going to work yeah yeah and I, I think you'll see that uh you know the the first two proposals will probably go through they're pretty much non-controversial is what they consider them and they probably won't impact the game you, you'll have yeah. a, a handful of plays every weekend of a college uh, football weekend that that might uh, you know be reduced uh, three or four plays a weekend if you do those proposals, but the first down ones they estimate if you stop the clock after a first down or excuse me if you keep running the clock after a first down would would reduce a game by seven to nine plays, uh, and that would be you know anywhere from four to six minutes uh, taken off a game, and if you do that. Uh, then, then you know, you bring more of those college games under the three-and-a-half-hour mark, which is the goal. You you, you do the, the proposal, the fourth proposal, where you continue to run the clock after the incompletion. Not only does it change strategy and things like that, maybe takes a little bit of fun, uh, you know, out of the game, you reduce the game maybe too much. You, you That could that could reduce the game upwards of 12, 15 plays a game. Yeah, Ross, I think in that, you're killing the goose that's laid the golden egg for you, to be honest. Uh, that That's a strategic move, and I don't think that's going to pass. Ross, this is uh, – and I know you, you, you covered LSU for a long time. SEC still do. But this is the first time we can talk about this, that Alabama and Georgia both have inexperienced quarterbacks entering the 2023 season. And what type of impact it'll have on both teams? Uh, both teams seem to be pretty loaded again, but the big question mark is at quarterback. Now Todd Munkin leaving to go to the Baltimore Ravens opens it up. Now Bobo's there back at Georgia again, and then we saw the change certainly at University of Alabama with their offensive coordinator and a lot of reports that Nick wants to go back to much more of a power running game. Uh, not that he's not going to still have to spread, but I think he he likes that part of physical football and running the ball a lot. It's the biggest question, Mark. I know we've had a group of us do this for a couple of magazines about what do you think about Georgia and Alabama with the uncertainty at quarterback this early? Because we haven't seen the spring yet, but it's been a while since we've had this where both of them, into the season with guys that haven't really played a lot of football at the collegiate level. Yeah. And, and you know, this day in college uh, football and football in general, quarterback is, is such an important position and experience at the quarterback position is so important. And that's why I think a lot of people thought that 
Alabama and Georgia would go out and get a transfer quarterback yeah. to come in. And we didn't really, you know, we didn't see that happen. Now it still could happen, I guess. Uh, you know, you have the spring transfer portal window. It'll open in, I believe, uh, sometime April, mid-April and then goes uh, through the early portion of May. There's like 15 days where it will open. So still a possibility, but you're right. There are big question marks there. Uh, at both programs, had a lot of turnover on the staff. Uh, both programs, specifically offensive, you know, Alabama Nick Saban hires Tommy Reese from Notre Dame to come in. Uh, Tommy is obviously, you know, will will be competing now every year against his his former boss and, and Brian Kelly down there at LSU. Um, and, and he he does he likes to, uh, you know, he likes to run the football. He'll he'll use he'll use tight ends, but. Any offensive coordinator that takes over Alabama, and this is what I've been told in the past by a lot of them, is you run what they run there. You know, you can add your wrinkles here and there, but you're running kind of their system. It's a conglomeration of the last several coordinators there, and it it doesn't really wholesale change. Uh, And if it does, it changes incrementally. Incrementally, like we saw Lane Kiffin come in and, and slowly change Alabama's offense to the spread, uh, but there, I don't expect any huge changes. And, and at Georgia, kind of the same thing. I, I just I wouldn't expect some overhaul of the offense, um, you know. And and uh, but obviously those two teams have loads of talent. Um, I think they've probably got what the last uh, outside of A and M's one year uh, in 2021. They've signed the the last you know five top rated classes. So. Um, they're they're loaded with talent, but there will be experience at the quarterback position, and that makes you a little vulnerable. Ross, one of the biggest stories in the last few months with college football was the announcement of the playoff expanding to 12 teams back in December. You know, just going from we have one more season with that 14 playoff before 2024 comes around and we'll have the 12-team playoff. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that expansion, just jumping from four all the way to 12. Well, it you know it's it's going to impact a lot um, outside and off the field. It'll be interesting to see um, you know when you open up uh, the field so much. Uh, you know, I always use this when people ask me why you know why would because there's a lot of folks in the South and in the SEC footprint that really didn't want the the um, and in the SEC that work at SEC schools that didn't want expansion. Um, because their teams are doing just fine in, in, in the, the way the model is now. But you look at uh, a normal NCAA sport and the, the postseason championship for a normal NCAA sport uh, normally incorporates somewhere between 10 and 20% of that sport's participating teams. And in college football, we had 3% participating in the postseason championship. Uh, and that's just uh, that's not great, you know. And and you need to open up the field to more teams, and so it'll give more teams an opportunity, including those teams at the the Group of Five level. Uh, you know, the the highest rated Group of Five champion will get in. So at least one G five team will get in. I think it'll make it a lot more fun, uh, and, and I think it's probably long overdue. And now, you know, you're up there with about ten percent of of FBS teams. Uh, getting a getting a chance, uh, you know, in, in the postseason, and that's more in line with other 
NCAA sports. So I, I think it's it's great. You know, I'm excited for it. Um, obviously, it's a lot more money for college football uh, and college sports in general. It's probably going to generate three times the the amount that um, the playoff earns now, which is around six hundred million. So close to two billion dollars are projected is the projection to uh, be generated by this uh, playoff. Ross, I was talking to a college uh, head coach this weekend, and he told me, he said, man, Florida State LSU, for sure that that Florida State will face the toughest opponent they'll play in the regular season when they go up against LSU. And you can make a strong argument that Florida State may be the toughest opponent LSU will play all season long in the regular season. And how these teams – going to collide week one in college football in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an exciting matchup. I, I went to the game uh, last last year to kick off things in, in the Superdome. I'm sure it's a game LSU fans would like to forget, uh, but uh, managed to turn things around, obviously. Uh, you know, this is just like that game. Um, this game – this season opener here will be really important for Mike Norvell at Florida State. You know, he's he's kind of built that program step by step. They've incrementally got a lot better. Last year was their best year. I think it's year three for him or four, and and so they've gotten taken strides and to to sweep LSU and back to back years would be huge for him and his job stability. Uh, so that's it, it's exciting to think about that one. I think they both had the same quarterbacks coming back. Correct. Both of those quarterbacks, I think, combined, I mean, they both feel like they're 30 years old. You know, they've been in college forever. So, uh, it will. That, that'll that be one where I would imagine both teams will start the season in the, the top ten, and it'll be a big collision. Uh, the thing I'm wondering, Mike, is this doesn't seem like a fair trade. The, the Florida State fans <laughs> yeah. got to come to New Orleans, and the LSU fans have to go to Orlando. Come on, man. Uh, Ross, hey you, hey, you just said it, right? It's all about money, right? There you go. Hey, that's, right. that, that's what make the world go around, so to speak. Ross, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Man, we really appreciate it. Always great insights, and uh, good luck to you, buddy. All right, T.O. Thank you, Ross. Ross Dallinger from SI.com. We're going to take a break. Also, we've having some technical difficulties here at the station. You may hear that we go off the air maybe for about a minute. We'll come back and hopefully get everything set right after this break here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Want to tell everybody at 530 tonight will be LSU pregame basketball as the Fighting Tigers take on Vanderbilt. Charlie Vanderbilt's been on a hot streak. They have not lost in the month of February. Mike, they're one game out from the top four seed in the SEC. This was a team that was dead in the water. They were 10-12 and 12 entering February. Now they're 15-12. and 12. And we talk about it every year that some team gets hot. And the Commodores have gotten hot, and now they play LSU, who is struggling. The opposite of hot. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, they ice uh, at this particular uh, stage of the game. But, uh, again, pregame at 5.30, tip-off at 6 o'clock. Charlie, I think Ross kind of confirmed what we've talked about. Those first kind of three proposals will most likely get passed. Right. But that final one about stopping the clock on an incomplete pass, I don't see – there's no way in hell that I, that gets done. When I tell you, when I was reading Ross's article, that, that part that he included about the amount of plays in an NFL game on average versus NCAA where it went from 155 to 180, 
I mean, I knew that the stopping the clock after every first down would add some extra plays, but 25? Mike, I didn't realize it was that much. Now, I think, as we're saying, stopping the clock after an incompletion and then running it as soon as you get up to, to snap the ball, I think that's a little bit different, right? It's not – I don't think that's really feasible, in my opinion. But those, as we were saying, those other three changes I could definitely see happening, especially – The first two are almost uh, – Shoe-ins. Almost throw-outs. Right. Because you're not saving a lot of time. How yeah. many times in a game you see a, a coach back-to-back back back. timeouts? Now, every once in a while there's a screw-up, uh, you know, and you got to call back-to-back timeouts. The one thing about that, Mike, is – Or trying kinda, to freeze the kicker. Freezing the kicker. I was about to say, college kickers are such a roller coaster. They're so fun. So kind of taking that out of the game is a little bit unfortunate. But, you know, I, I think those other – Rule number two and rule number three make a lot of sense to me. Rule number four doesn't. No, I I think it just changes the game too dramatically and that that won't happen. I'll never forget we doing a second guest show in Mississippi. Bobby and I are eating and we watching Alabama play Georgia and the Alabama kicker's got to come up to make a field goal, mm-hmm. okay? And Martin Anderson texts Bob and told him, look at the reaction of this kicker. He was like a tiger in a cage. He was up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. It was like bread and butter. Mm -hmm. I mean, he kept walking. He said, I guarantee you he misses it. The ball wasn't even close. Uh, and so you're right, man. Kickers, strange. Kickers, they're a roller coaster. They're really they, they kind of add to the game. It's they're part of the experience, you know. So, well, it's part of it, all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Getting rid of the ice in the kicker thing is a little unfortunate. But outside of that, I'm all for lowering the amount of plays. Uh, Twenty five more than an NFL game, Mike. And- these college games last a long time. And, again, I don't know if it's just me. It seems like the half times are much, much longer than I yep. remember in the past. And, again, I, I know you got to sell it because of commercial time. But, man, it just seems longer. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.